Hello, I'm Matt Bergman, and you are listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast, episode 231. I'm here tonight with David Gregg. Hello. Crystal Woodworth. How's it going? And David Benjamin. Good so, evening. okay, we just went live. Everything was kind of fucked up tonight. So, uh, you want to be like two inches, uh, one to two inches away from that microphone. Okay. And cool. And uh, yeah, so we went live without a sound check. Sorry. Um, yeah, so number one tonight is uh, what do we have here? Uh, we got the, the Straight Pride Parade. Straight Pride Parade. Yeah. All right, so one to two inches away from that microphone. Oh yeah. Sorry. Okay. Um, okay. So straight pride pride parade. Dude, how, how do you how do you guys feel about the the straight pride parade? Uh, shit's dumb. Wow. Dude, I I love your comment on my post. So that's why I, I want to hear how you feel about it. Oh well, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, the thing about the the post that I made. Mm-hmm. Is that it's it's kind of like pointing at everybody, yeah. and you know. So we're talking about straight pride parade. I feel like you know that's a a, a big, uh, a heavy-handed like response, if you will, to you know people who have yeah. who it's feel like they're rejected. It's reactionary, right? But like, like I understand gay pride parade because like let's let's face it, you know they have a history, a, 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 mo- a much more recent history than like oh we just you know ended slavery. They have a huge history currently, and they're still dealing with stuff until i mean what was it a couple years ago that they uh got you got um you're allowed to get married now right what was that yeah was that two three years ago at the most so like i understand like you know why they're you know pushing their 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 feelings out there but like straight pride parade like what is that in response to yeah i think it's uh i think it's in response to basically a lot of white liberals who um you know what i mean and these are like the people that post stuff on social media that say like ah cis people suck and meanwhile like half of them are cis it's they just feel like they're like the savior to all the minorities for speaking out and saying that and i i feel like i feel like the straight pride parade is a ally is I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's. I feel like it's just like a, a reaction to precisely that. You know, it's like, uh, you know, sometimes you're you're almost made to be in 2019. You're almost made to be ashamed for being straight sometimes by some people. Well, I mean, any, any majority, whether whether it's uh, you know the color of your skin, your your sexual orientation, uh, what gender you identify as, like it doesn't matter what it is. If you're not one of these. Uh, objectified groups alphabet people alphabet uh that's what dave Chappelle was calling them on his new special yeah so but uh at any rate it's um yeah there's you know identity politics is is like alive and more than more than ever you know it's just pretty crazy and you know i feel like as as a libertarian it's like you know we're just like anti-identity politics you know we're just all about like everybody has the same rights right you know like i was talking to a buddy about it earlier and i mean most people most libertarians feel the same way i feel like you know it's like are you against i mean it's like i'm not really for gay rights or any specific rights for any specific group i think everybody should just have the same rights period right you know i think it was less about identity politics and more about free advertising. Uh, Trump won the election, and it was bizarre, um, in a number of ways, but he got the media to talk about what he wanted them to talk about, and he got them to do it for free. And so I think this was Adam's attempt to hijack a movement that doesn't belong to us um, and just get a free platform. He talked to, I mean, thousands of people saw him hijack the mic and hijack the conversation, and half of what he said was... uh, trying to like appeal to them and be like hey antifa is ridiculous and half of it was him just mocking them essentially he mocked them quite a bit yeah yeah and uh, honestly like i think it was well played because you know i i heard that adam kokesh was going to speak at the straight pride parade like uh, a month ago or something and i was like oh brother you know <laughs> it was just like this is ridiculous really you're going to try to like appeal to these people and bring them aboard this is just dumb you don't want to get involved in this and then it turns out yesterday you know i'm uh, sitting on the computer and all this in adam kokesh is live <laughs> and so i just click on it and I think I even commented the, the same thing I, I posted the other day. You know, Straight Pride is the uh, ultimate participation trophy. And uh, at any rate, like, I'm listening to him speak, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. He, he just trolled the whole march. 
everybody that was there yeah <laughs> <laughs> even the people that were across the street he did i mean and he made some jokes and he made some jokes at antifa's expense across the street but i, I feel like he did a, a well enough job i mean he had people cheering for him rooting him on you know so in, in the end I, I feel like it was well played and a lot of people were watching that per, uh that yeah i guess was it a parade or was it just a rally um I, I believe the whole thing was like a, a straight pride rally or yeah. a, a event straight so pride I think day more people were watching it than were actually there so he hijacked their platform and everyone that was watching in the media that that were there and right. um yeah and he and a lot of people heard what libertarians were there so it's not altogether a bad idea although i don't think we should be targeting people that feel like they need a straight pride parade necessarily but a lot of people were watching and he got some free publicity so good for him well yeah and the people that were watching it it seemed like he was actually getting more applause than he was getting boeing i mean correct uh, i thought it was about half and half <laughs> okay they got um, pretty mad when he criticized the police yeah there were quite a few boo boos uh, i mean in, in the in the 15 minutes that i watched that i i, I got especially uh as i got more into it he kind of drops the bomb he's like yeah like all those antifa guys blah 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 and kind of making fun of him and you heard some cheers and all that and he's like yeah but what i'm gonna talk about is this and he started dropping the whole like you know hey you know you guys are just as bad as they are <sighs> so i mean unfortunately i mean it's great that he had a, a platform and he was able to, to troll these guys but like on the other hand like maybe if he approached it in a more serious manner uh it, some of the things that he was saying would have come off better instead of getting a, a bunch of booze from everybody which immediately turns them off like he had the opportunity there to to pull some people in the right direction i don't know if those people were going to be pulled in the right well, yeah, direction well yeah touche but you know <laughs> i mean what would we have do been, what we can how do you approach that seriously um yeah i mean like i said i mean you you can he, it's i feel as if he could have said a lot of the same things but just in the the way that he approached it instead of try, attempting to troll the enemy try to uh, lecture or not lecture in like a bad sense but like lecture explain uh teach these people like hey you know the direction that you're going down is is pretty bad was he talking to the people that were there or was he talking to people that were reporting on it no granted i, think that I mean matters. like when it when it steps outside of that that little tiny rally the the spectrum of who's who's paying attention is a lot broader um i think a lot of people were watching and saying this groups, whole thing is ridiculous I say, yeah i would say both groups oh you i'm sorry i think a lot of people were watching it saying both of these groups are ridiculous and this guy is the only one saying anything even close to reasonable oh so I, I'm assuming we're talking about different videos. Is there a video uh, that is broadcast like by the people who are running that event, the the Straight Pride Parade event, and then there's a separate video that you posted that's just uh, what Justin Amash, or not Justin Amash, uh, Adam Kokesh, Adam Kokesh mm -hmm. had posted through his page um th there might be another video i would assume that maybe i would assume that probably the people that are running the event or if, if they have their video they're probably not keeping it up because he kind of trolled them right so, so, we're so the audience there. that we're talking to online is 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 kokesh fans uh, or be people true. through the the you know as it ripples out well yeah the know. people that are seeing it okay. on, online but it, the people that were there were exposed to something well, yeah, then, and then, i then would then imagine can't. there's going to be other videos the only thing i would say was like okay you know that's cute you know because i saw it and i thought it was pretty funny you know some of the things he was saying but like i wouldn't say them in public especially if i was running for president that would be my only thing is like yeah you know this this isn't actually trolling like you know thousands of neocons or or white nationalists or whoever like this is kind of like an inside joke between libertarians to say haha you know somebody actually took it to them and said you're both the same the same thing but at the, on the other hand if like if you're running for president like is that what you want your image to be so you're saying in your opinion you think it was kind of like an activism fail or no, it's an activism success. It's, okay. it's a presidential fail. Okay, okay. But, I mean, we do have Trump, so well, I can't say too now, much. Now, bear in mind, Adam Kokesh is running for, pre for president on a platform to um, abolish the entire federal government. Uh, so, you know, I may have a disagreement. I mean, I, I was, was the young man from Hartford County that's on his staff. Chris Gannon. 
uh, Chris Gannon was saying uh, there might be some some change there on understanding. You know, the when you're speaking to the libertarian base versus the, the masses, you know, the straights as we might call them. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure if his position has changed. I don't want to say one one way or another. Um, his position has changed on abolishing the federal government, or it, his yeah, approach. Yeah, his 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 approach. Yeah, the whole executive order on the first day kind of thing. I oh, think he okay. scaled back on that. What degree he? I don't know, but I just I I believe scuttlebutt is. Those on. You'll be able to hear the microphone. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. So this way you'll be able to hear like you'll sound better if you talk like literally one to no more than two inches away directly into that part. Yep. How is that? Cool. Yeah, you'll be able to hear it. Cool. Sweet. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think overall it was a pleasant surprise because, like, when this stuff was happening, when, when I heard about it, I was like, oh, my goodness. You know, I, I, I could not believe he was going to speak there. But, you know, overall it was a pleasant surprise for me. I, I think it was better than I assumed it was going to be. Um, but, yeah, as far as, like, Adam Kokesh's presidential run, so you, you're not on board with his calling to abolish the federal government do you think that's a bad act, bad presidential activism because i mean the act of running for president as a libertarian for somebody like adam kokash it it really just is spreading the message right it's it, that's all it's about and perhaps making money um <laughs> that's a, you know that, that's some there's a lot of money involved in running for president right yeah well i mean spreading your message in a way that that people aren't going to turn you out Right, so like uh, it was just like the the video itself, right? He's he's trolling the right, the 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 extreme right, whatever you want to call that that group that was out there, or yeah, the the straight pride parade is obviously a, a kind of a knee jerk reaction to gay pride parade. Um, I do think it's hilarious. So, well, wasn't uh, Milo the master of ceremonies there? Oh, was he? Oh my goodness, that's what I heard. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. I, I have no idea. Yeah, um, I saw a video with him there. Tom oh, Milo to was there. Yeah, that's the end of that. Uh, now, was he in like, was he doing the same as Adam, or was he just like part of it? Which would be weird, be- considering he is gay. I think he was just part of it. Okay. I don't know, I don't know. Wow. And from what I heard, is like the master of ceremonies. You know, he was supposed to. <laughs> which I, I haven't seen any videos of it, but like I mean, I think host? that's I, yeah, I think that's just hilarious. That's the ultimate troll. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it shows that it's really not. It's really not about any sort of straight pride. It, it's just about trolling leftists. So like that's like the, the whole reason for doing that. You know, huh. <laughs> I like Adam Kokesh. Okay, he's um he's running a nice campaign. He's one of the few that seem to have regular emails going out. Um, he's got regional reps that are reaching out to the local parties, and um, yeah, it's more I can say for than any other organization. I mean, I haven't been contacted. Yeah. Okay, so who would you choose out of like Adam Kokesh and Arvin Vora? Me. Yeah, Arvin. Adam. Arvin, I would too. Yeah, <laughs> I would too. Who would you choose, Dave? Uh, Adam, you would choose Adam over Arvin, okay? Yeah. Wow. How about how about you, Dave Craig? Who whoever's not Arvin Bora? Okay. <laughs> uh, wow! Wow. See, you know what's interesting? Uh, I mean, I sorry, I like jump at the mic because I really want to say, um, you have two individuals, Arvin and and and, um, and Adam. Now, Adam's seen combat, right? He was a marine. And he was uh, he was in he was in um, uh, what was the city that like they had to take uh, after the war had ended. Um, anyway, so he he's been in combat. He did civil affairs, so he's actually been engaged in like trying to communicate with the Iraqis. Like so, he's seen combat and he knows how messed up it is over there. And when he came home, like that's where he got his activism from. And then you have Arvin, who is saying that like anybody who's in the military is a welfare whore. So you have. Like on that, at least that issue, you have like complete opposites. Where Adam is frustrated with where what the military is doing, and then Arvin is is making a uh, like a direct attack on like the individuals who were just employed by the federal government. And well, it's just I mean, interesting to see their their dichotomy there. Well, I mean, I I feel like I've heard. I'm pretty sure that I've heard Adam say some as like just as rude things about the military as Arvin. But you know, but Adam, he's got that he's got that military card. You know, he was in there, so it's like you know, if, if somebody gives him shit, he can be like, "Fuck you," you know, <laughs> like uh, you know, support the troops. You know, I, I'm an extra, I'm an ex troop. You know, um, so he does got that going for him, and you know. I I've said this a million times. I do. I don't think Arvin has the best tact. I feel like somebody needs to like coach him, and he needs to like improve his tact, because like he's an excellent speaker, and it's sometimes he just picks odd hills to die on. Well, definitely uh, being. 
pulled away from being vice chair of the the party uh you know because of those that rhetoric i mean i saw petitions going around uh in libertarian circles you know and people were talking about i mean you had to generate a, a campaign in order to run against somebody for the uh libertarian party um upper management i mean or what would you call the the board, board um so you know, the conversations that were going on were, I mean, it was directly towards Arvin's response to, you know, the military troops or um, federal employees or government employees being not, not being real libertarians. Like, that's going to affect, like, your very small base and that's going to create drama. Like, Adam, I don't feel, gives off that, or, you know, those same vibes where he's willing to go that far in describing what he has to say in order to, like, uh, ruffle feathers. I don't. I guess my group, my main gripe with Adam Kokash, and maybe this is, maybe I shouldn't be saying this on a, on a podcast, but I don't care. Fuck you. It's my podcast. Adam, we love you. So I, I don't know. I mean, Kokash. I mean, I got some some vibes that he was rude to me. Other people have got vibes that he was rude to me. And then I also, I'm not going to say names, but I know people that have worked with him closely who are not fans of him. You know, yeah. a couple people actually. So. And then, of course, there's if you read about like him and his ex girlfriend, it seemed like he treated her rather shittily, and you know I don't know I don't, that I don't come think from? where did that come from? I mean, like her post, like she, she like uh, she wrote like a huge letter about it on Facebook. Mm. I mean, well, you do realize did you that, that hear about Trump any of that has stuff? been uh, remarried three times. And, what? Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, I didn't, I didn't vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> is that our standard? He hasn't yeah. been with Melania this uh, whole time. You know, Clinton and and uh, what's her name was you know in the Oval Office. I mean, there's a lot of drama that goes on by these bigwigs. I think uh, if you know having a bad relationship with your ex girlfriend, you know, and the and the comments like that, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I have never met him in person. I did uh, see him in the same grass field one time at the two t- uh, Ron Paul 2012 event. You know, he was over there. I thought you were going to say you guys were jacking off in the same parking lot. Uh, uh, it might have been. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, but uh, you know, I so I haven't had direct contact with Adam uh, in in many years of being in in similar circles. Now we've, we've never crossed paths, but I like, mean, he uh, seems like a decent dude to me on his you know his podcast uh, before he got arrested. I don't know. Is that back up? It's. Um, I'm not sure if he's still doing the podcast or any of that stuff anymore. Adam versus the man. I don't think he's done that yeah, in a Adam while. Adam versus the man. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know when Adam versus the man was on, especially when it was on uh, RT. I used to like get home from work every night and look for it about ten o'clock. It, it would uh, hit YouTube, and I would eagerly watch it. I was a huge fan. I remember his uh, his dancing at the, at the Jefferson Memorial. Yeah, that was huge fantastic. Fan. Lemonade Freedom. Huge fan. Yep. Um, yeah, but then, you know, other things happen. Now, if he becomes the party's nominee, okay, I'm not I'm not so sure he would be my first choice. Like I said, I mean, I just favor Arvin over him. I like Arvin Vora a lot. Um, and then if Justin Amash comes in, then I'm going to have to ask myself, who is it, Arvin Vora or Justin Amash? Because there are things that I like about both of those guys. You know, there are some things that I, I, I dislike about both those guys, too, you know, when right. you're, you're weighing everything out, you know? Because, I mean, Arvin Vora is awesome, but yeah, he doesn't have the best tact. I mean, if, if he's triggering libertarians, how is he going to be when he's talking to normies? You know, um, that's what I like about him. I would not be homeschooling my kids if he did not say mean things on the internet. He was like, "You're a welfare whore, and you're stupid." Also, if you think that your kids are not going to come out liberals if they go to public school, so you're an idiot, welfare whore. And I was like, "Ah, fuck, he's right." Like, (laughs) all right, I gotta homeschool my kids now. Like, because he said mean things on the internet, he made me be less hypocritical. He made me think logically and be consistent and apply that to my family which is i mean the number one thing you can do so if he's ruffling feathers good he controls the narrative yeah i mean well, that's how that's how part of me feels too because like i said right now he's, he's my favorite person now when justin amash comes in it's you know then it's going to be harder for me to choose because there are a lot of things i like about justin amash and one thing that justin amash brings to the table that arvin doesn't is you know he's got years of experience in congress he's got experience he's got name recognition but he advocates for public schools and he's just kind of wishy-washy like he's i've never heard him say bring the troops home i've never he says audit the fed but i've never heard him say abolish the fed He's just like he's a great Republican. He's not a strong libertarian. I maybe I'm I'm actually I'm trying to get him on the podcast. So I'm hope, <laughs> hopefully that'll happen. But uh, I've been in talks with with him and his people. Nice. Shouldn't so, the goal be when you're throwing your way your, your support behind a presidential candidate um, to 
do it to whoever's going to get the most um who can be more popular right and especially in something like libertarianism because you're just trying to move the The needle yeah yeah and just kind of get those ideas out there mainstream it doesn't even matter how on point somebody's views might be as long as they are strong enough to be able to maybe pull some people towards libertarianism and those ideals is that 2018 was so polarizing with the red the red wave blue wave nonsense that it we got clobbered we got clobbered and the same thing's going to happen in 2020 so if we don't have someone that's radically different saying something radically different someone that's that's pulling from like the non-voters who don't feel like anyone has ever said anything on stage that represents them then we're going to get clobbered again my okay so it sounds it sounds like you're pretty much like uh, out of everybody right now you're you're like on board with vora out of everybody i like vora i like kim ruff as well she's very strong i worry about her ability to control the narrative she tends to answer the questions and arvin tends to say whatever the fuck he wants (laughs) yeah yeah arvin like guides the conversation he like commands it but i probably agree with kim ruff more like i don't like that arvin says things like uh, okay you should die in the streets if if you don't want to get a job you need to starve in the streets i'm like well i don't want people starving in the streets so i I don't relate to that um but he i mean and he said this and uh, he does get people talking about what he wants them to talk about and we we need that because we're often left out of the conversation because it's usually you know do you choose a or b and we're like neither of those makes sense and we try to say something else but like no one's paying attention to that um he makes people pay attention to what he wants to talk about um, but I, I probably relate more to Kim Ruff. I like the way she presents herself and presents her, the libertarian perspective. And she's also very radical. Um, she's she's not wishy-washy. But I actually haven't heard her speak yet. So I've got to look into her. Yeah, I've heard her in a couple of debates. And, and she, she had a really good um, like written interview as well. Yeah, maybe I'll have to see about getting her on the podcast. It would be a good idea. So um, I'm, I'm the only one here, I guess, and now we'll go on to uh, the Chappelle special. I'm the only one here who's actually seen Chappelle's new special, Sticks and Stones, on Netflix. Haven't seen it. Out of us, yeah. <clears throat> so Is it good? Are, are, you, are, you guys, are you guys planning on watching it or not? Yeah. I just uh, pro- what's it available through? So, Netflix. Uh, Netflix. Okay. Yeah, I should have seen it by now. I've been, <laughs> I, I, truth be told, uh, being a huge um, Jim Henson fan, and Dark Crystal fan, uh, the Dark Crystal prequel, uh, Age of Rebellion has come out, and I've been uh, uh, binging. I'm up to eight, like episode eight of eight or like one hour program. So yeah, I should have watched. Uh, well, then again, I heard it was actually out for a while now. Six and Stones. I guess uh, just recently it's starting to get build traffic. Uh, I have to wait till my kids go to bed. So. Oh then, yeah. Then I enough. normally go to bed. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, I've actually watched it twice, because um, I, I thought it was so good the first time. When did it come out? It's, I think it was about a week ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I actually... I was came out months ago. No, um, he, he had a few other specials drop on Netflix, like, uh, a few months ago. I'm not sure how long it was. But this one just dropped, and then, uh, so th- I guess the big thing with this one is probably Vice wrote, and there was an article on Vice saying, uh, you can skip the new Dave Chappelle special. Because, you know, he, he does, like, a bunch it's of... It's going to say things that we don't want you to hear. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. Because he did some trans jokes. Right. It, we want to hear your black opinion unless you're not a liberal. Yeah, I mean, uh, pretty much, you know. And uh, really, if, if you watch it, it's like, you know, he's not saying anything hateful. He's not saying go out and lynch trans people. He's just making jokes. And Dave Chappelle, or any comedian for that matter, is making jokes. Somebody's always, always the butt of the joke. Yep. So the way I feel is if you can't make jokes about everybody, you shouldn't make jokes about anybody. Yeah, go back and watch, like, Eddie Murphy Raw back in, like, 1990 and, like, his his comments towards uh, the homosexual community and, like, tell me, like, oh, well, we need to string up Eddie Murphy now because of his comedy back in the 1990s. Like, where does it end? Where does it end? Yeah, I mean, it, like, uh, I gotta say, this was, like, pretty fucking hilarious. Um, and then Chappelle made a, made a lot of great points too, because he was actually talking about you know people bashing on him for making trans jokes, and uh, you know one of the things he was he was kind of comparing it to, they were saying when he was making jokes or they you know people were saying when he was making jokes about R. Kelly that he was normalizing pedophilia. But, you know, people right now aren't saying, well, when he's making jokes about trans, that he's normalizing trans, right. you know, whereas, whereas he very well might be, you know, he, he could be, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, when you when you think about it and he's, he's not doing it in any sort of mean way. I mean, I feel like there's there's really no reason to get upset about this. 
and I know like myself like I've actually seen some of my you know progressive friends this week post stuff like I had one friend post like uh, that he watched the entire special and nothing was funny not one joke and it's like really I was laughing the entire time right yeah it was amazing uh, what one comment one one joke done by somebody who's not political can like have a ripple effect on uh, social media now and now you know everybody's lives it gets in there now everybody's talking about trans rights or you know like oh what's offensive what's not offensive vice does an article about it really that one joke was was worth an article like wow well i mean to be fair he did have like a whole like section on trans you know right and it was it was just funny um yeah and he even happens all the time I don't, I, it doesn't matter if you're you know in uh, enrique iglesias or you know what comedian like they're always gonna be hacking on each other or hacking on something all right and then uh i think it was jerry seinfeld a year or two ago came out and said that he wouldn't do colleges because you just piss people off so easily right and you don't get much more vanilla than jerry seinfeld you know so and if he's scared to speak at colleges (laughs) jim gaffigan more vanilla Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I've never... Honestly, I'm not... Like, I love, like, uh, comedic movies, but I, I've never been a big stand-up comedy person. It, it's uh, my number one stand-up comedian of all time is probably Mitch Hedberg, and then number two would probably be Dave Chappelle. And But, yeah, I've just... I've never got, like, in, too into stand-up con- comedy my, myself. Man. Uh, no, my, my number one's got to be uh, uh, Original Kings of Comedy. Uh, I can't even remember all the names. Uh, Cedric the Entertainer. Well, Cedric. Uh, but Bernie Mac. The biggest is Bernie Mac, and then uh, who's the guy who's hosting the morning show on ninety-two uh, Q or not ninety-three point three? Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey and Bernie Mac, because like Bernie Mac's Steve got Harvey. this. Yeah, yeah, Steve Harvey's like more of a family man. He's a very Christian man. Yeah, I, I, I'm getting on a tangent. I've probably seen every episode of the Steve Harvey show. I like yeah. Steve Harvey. I've just never oh, you like gotten. The show? Yeah, I've never just. Stand-up? I just don't watch a whole lot of stand-up. Uh, I mean, like. I I, I just named those two comedians. That, that's probably the only stand-up that, that I watch, typically. Hmm. Yeah. I like I like stand-up. And um, people... A lot of people can't comprehend what it is to be trans at all. And I was one of those people. I had no idea what it meant or why it happens or how it happens. And comedy is a way for people to talk about it in a way that doesn't make them feel uncomfortable. So I didn't see the special. But if people are talking about it and like, oh, okay, I kind of get it now. Even though they were laughing at and with the community, if they have a better understanding of it, it's probably not a bad thing. Well, that's the thing, too. Well, well I, I, I feel like I feel like the trans community are not the people really getting upset here. I feel like most trans people are like most people that aren't trans, and they're just go along to get along. You know what I mean? They're just probably laughing at the jokes just like everybody else. I just feel like it's it's that snooty group of white liberals who get offended for everybody else. Yeah, when, when <laughs> Bernie Mac goes on a 15-minute tangent about, like, how stupid white people are, like, I don't get offended. Like, I laugh my butt off. Like, because he's right about, like, the things he's talking about. You know, like, why, why would you be upset by a joke that's, like, clearly not to men- meant to demean uh, a demographic? Or is that what they're saying? Is that what Vice is saying? Is that that he's demeaning? Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure exactly what their point is. I mean, it's it really, I mean, somebody's going to be the butt of any joke. So if, if it's okay to make fun of other people. And, you know, Chappelle's entire career has, has just made fun of different groups, you know, whether it's, it, it's, whether it's the groups that he is a part of. Uh, it's also been groups that, that he's not a part of. And, you know, to say that it's okay for him to make fun of Asian people, Mexican people, White people, like whoever, you know, any group that he isn't a part of, but you can't make fun of trans. Yeah. You know, it's just like, you know, how much sense does that really make? Yeah. Well, even, even Chappelle, I mean, like he did, uh, what's, he gets dressed up like a, like a white guy, you know, and he's like walking like he's trying to hold an acorn in his butt crack, like all like stiff, you know, and like, oh my gosh, please don't kill me. Like there was, he did the skit God, with Negan. That was so funny. Did you see the Negan skit where like, he's, yeah. he's got all of his, his characters are all lined up ready to get hit by, by Negan. Like one of them is the scared white guy who's actually the only scared person, you know, about to get hit. Mm. But I mean, it's absolutely hilarious i'm like oh yeah that's like you know typical typical uh you know, white suburban guy who who doesn't have the experiences that we're talking about like that he's bringing out like you know oh i've never met a trans person like you can just imagine like how freaked out you know some normie would be yeah like he does he does great 
Yeah. I don't get mad when he does when he does like token white guy. And I'm like, oh, that's offensive to me because my I'm only white. problem with racist jokes is that there's not enough about white people. I could really go for some more, <laughs> you know. Well, because you know you you like to hear jokes that like like that you understand and like you know you know yourself the best. So you know us us uh, cis uh, straight uh, white males, you know we're. We we don't see we're we're the majority of the population and yet like people aren't like ragging on us and like making jokes about like things that like we see as a demographic. Well, they should. <laughs> Dang damn it, they should. There is um there's a channel that I follow called Dry Bar Comedy and um there's one guy that was talking about his autistic daughter and it was it was a hilarious skit and it kind of really put you in the shoes of what it would be like to ha- be a parent of someone that was severely autistic. Right. And the comments were all these parents that didn't have kids with autism angry at him for coping with his daughter's autism and so you had the parents of kids that had autism th- like defending them like you've got to laugh or you're not going to make it through right. and then but yeah it was all the all the parents with kids that did not have autism that were offended on their behalf and it was it's the same it's the same Virtue thing signaling. yes it's the same thing it doesn't make any sense yeah. <laughs> so, what do we have next, David? Dole? Your Facebook ban. Oh, okay, yeah. So, the other night, um, I was like on a thread um, discussing like favorite NoFX albums, and we were just talking about NoFX in general. And I said that um, White Trash ruled, because they have an album entitled White Trash, Two Herbs and a Bean. And, you know... Two, two, sorry, two heaps and a bean. Yeah, White Trash, two heaps and a bean. Uh, no Effects album came out in 1991, I believe, or 92. But totally awesome record. And I just said that White Trash ruled. And then I guess it was like an hour or two later, I get a notice saying uh, your post violates or your comment violates community standards. So I got you know thrown into uh, Facebook jail. Now, even if I was talking about White Trash, if I'm saying White Trash ruled and I'm complimenting White Trash, you know, I mean, I don't know. But but apparently they think it was like white supremacy. Uh, well, apparently saying white trash, I, I guess that's some sort of uh, it just sets off like Facebook bots to automatically throw you in a ban. And then when I appealed it, you know, I guess somebody at Facebook looked at it and said, "Oh, that's okay," you know. Right, unless you were reported, or yeah, maybe I was reported. I'm guessing maybe it was they a don't bot. like your taste. Maybe I mean I don't know, but uh, anyways, I, I caught a twenty-four hour ban, but then I appealed it, and I guess they let me out of Facebook jail in like a couple hours or something. Yay! Yeah. It so, was, you, so the post wasn't taken down. You were banned. Well, the post was taken down, it, or not not the post, just that one comment. It was oh. taken down, and then I guess they said it was okay, and then they uh, put it back up. But you were like actually blocked from. Facebook? Yeah, so Facebook jail has actually changed recently. So I've been in Facebook jail more times than I can count. And then recently, the past couple times I've been in there, I've caught like, uh, I think it was like, just like, uh, maybe it was like a week ban or a 24-hour ban, and then another 24-hour ban. And it used to be when you were in Facebook jail that you could not send or receive, or you could receive messages and you could see them, but you couldn't message back. Now you can actually message back. So, I mean, that's a plus. So they've improved that part of Facebook jail but um, it, when you're in Facebook jail I think I think now you, they're also letting you like people's posts so I mean that I, I, I mean I believe that that's what happened to me the other day but it might have just been because they'd never really told me when they when they decided what I said wasn't offensive they you know I never got a notification for whatever reason which was pretty weird normally when you're in Facebook jail and you and you appeal it and they decide to like that they agree with your appeal they usually tell you you know that that, that they appealed it but for some reason I never got a notification dude I think they're on you like white on rice ever since they took down the original punk uh, uh, punk rock libertarians page right you have your own account like they, they they look at you specifically. I um, think they've got a guy in, that works at Facebook yep. that is like strictly Matt Bergman's guy, and uh, he's like, "Oh, might, I'm it, waiting it, for it." It might just be your NSA agent who is reporting contact who is reporting yeah. to Facebook. I've never been in Facebook jail. Mm. Well, I follow the rules. <laughs> we should we should do like run a test and see what's the stupidest thing you could get banned for. Mm. Like 
I, I mean, I, well, this is obviously. I think that that's probably it. Yeah, you know, I, I think one time. I think one time I posted a uh, picture where um, this this feminist was saying men are pigs, and then this, and then uh, I think it was Dave Chappelle saying, "But but aren't men and women equal?" You know what I mean? And uh, so yeah, so basically, I'm championing equality, and then I catch a ban for that. It, it, you know it doesn't I mean? fit the narrative And I, I believe that that was actually a 30 day ban So yeah so Facebook jail is pretty crazy Were you banned for all 30 days or did you appeal? Um, I'm not sure if I tried to appeal or not I might have tried You know why not try to appeal You know the worst they can do is say no And, and I, I would imagine I would Because it's like what the fuck You know have a human being read this And it's, it's obviously not saying anything bad It's saying men and women are equal <laughs> Your Facebook guy was off for the week <laughs> It's Yeah I mean I don't know I mean Facebook's pretty crazy You know I actually posted the other day That uh, community standards is, is the new book burning And it, it kind of is when you think about it Like you know, it's really just like digital books, you know, really small digital books, uh, these posts that you're posting online. Or at least and, uh, pieces of paper. Yeah. And they're, they're Poetry. like... Poetry. Th- yeah. They're, they're, well, they're trying to control our thoughts. They're trying to control what we see, you know. And, what we say. I mean, that is what yeah. we're saying now. It's like we're not really writing. We're just kind of like blurting out, you know, little sentences here and there. We're not having full conversations on these message boards, especially like... Um, well, you, you do. You write books. Thank you. <laughs> no, like, uh, I mean, I guess I, I write books sometimes. I try not to keep it too wordy because, like, I have a short attention span. So, like, if I'm not reading a book, it's like, you know, I don't think other people will. So I, I try to, like, condense it. <laughs> but, uh. No, it's the first step in thought, please. Because we have, it's uh, Facebook is kind of like a diary. All of our thoughts, all of our likes, we kind of throw it in there. And when you can't even talk to your friends about those things that you're thinking because they go against community standards you start to censor your own thoughts to a point yeah yeah it, it's uh it's definitely it's, it's pretty pretty fucked up um yeah and then and, and, just uh, wait until they're they're telling you what you can and cannot say on your private message which is you know what we practically use for texting now in in certain circles i i believe if uh i believe you're not supposed to type certain words on messenger i believe they can get you for that too i'm not sure i had one that was blocked and it never told me why i i think it may have been a website i typed in the link wrong or something but it did it immediately said like we're not sending this message it goes against community standards so that was pretty freaky i wonder if it was uh zero hedge because i heard for a while they actually blocked the (laughs) zero hedge website really yeah that's crazy it wasn't zero hedge i i I think i don't know i don't remember it was it was something dumb yeah there's definitely a lot of uh thought police going on on facebook and when you look at the the trends right now in the world in china they have uh they actually rate people by their social media character and i believe that like hurts their like credit score too i think it's like a social Social credit credit. score yeah and then i also i've heard recently i think it was on uh john vibes uh, went live the other day he was talking about this now they've got a similar thing going on in australia i didn't know that yeah i I just heard that the other day it just seems to be like the the way uh you know tyrannies are going because you know in australia you, you can't own guns anymore Black Mirror is supposed to be sort of like the Twilight Zone sort of warnings about overusing technology and misusing technology, but they, you know, like 1984, they appear to be using it as a playbook now. Did you see the Black Mirror episode? Where you rated every interaction with every person? Oh, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, and if um, if your score got too low, you couldn't rent a house. You couldn't... You couldn't fly. You couldn't fly. You couldn't go into certain restaurants, Mm -hmm. live in certain neighborhoods, go to certain schools, things like that. And it... uh, yeah, it's exactly I, what that was a doing crazy episode. You know what's interesting? They, they left it ambiguous, but like they didn't really say where these scores were coming from, did they? They didn't say government or private institutions. It was kind of just yeah, they didn't say it was just your score. Mm. But it was socially accepted, so it doesn't particularly matter where it came from. Or I guess at that point, either socially accepted or socially mandated, and then and therefore accepted. I mean, we accept the fact that we're going to get groped at the at the airport now. It's true. It's true. You know, once it's normalized, it's just like okay, well, this is the way it is now. Like, speak for yourself. Every time I go through security, they're just like, just move along. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> are you? So sure? I just need to act more eager, and then they'll be like. Step off. I always like pretend like I'm sweating. I'm like nervous. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> I hope you don't search me. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then they don't. I uh, for the uh, 2016 
18 convention, I, um, in order to avoid going through TSA and, and having to fly on a plane, I drove a van that I bought like 12 hours prior from Maryland to New Orleans. I don't want to fly. Wow. <laughs> because of the groping? I just the whole, the whole process, not being able to bring shampoo and having people look through all your stuff and going through the x-ray machines and, and being late. I was just like, fuck it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive 3,000 miles on a van, a 12-year-old van that I just bought. <laughs> Did you sleep in the back? Did you make a bed? Vans are amazing. Yes, mm-hmm. I did. They're super comfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I you love know, my minivan. One thing that happened to me in the midst of uh, complaining on Facebook about Facebook, you know, I had people, you know, making the comments like, you're protesting Facebook on Facebook. And it's like, but I mean, really, what is what is my alternative? I know there's, there's Minds.com that somebody commented. And yeah, I've been on there for like two years and nobody else is there. So it's yeah. not very much fun, you know? Yeah. And then there's, there's MeWe, which seemed pretty cool. And it seemed like more people were on there. But, you know, it, it, was, it also seemed like kind of echo chambery. You know, like none of my normie friends were on there, and it's it's. I feel like what good is a social media place where it's just libertarians? You know, who wants that circle jerk? You know, you want to be you want to be on there with everybody, but at the same time, you know, <laughs> especially like if if you're uh, somebody who's like freedom oriented, you want to have free speech while you're on there. I think that's what's going to be happening. All the all the Republicans are going to go to their thin blue line social media libertarians are going to probably go to a me we one but we're just gonna be talking to ourselves at that point um but i i guess the with the, the thin blue line would probably just like survive on facebook i mean like they haven't banned any of that talk yet have they or uh i don't know um well it seems like uh, they're going after eight 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 chan now police the police gets taken down like yeah yeah every six months so there's yeah least, there's at least that <laughs> That was actually like a lot of the the time when I was in Facebook jail. It was because I was a moderator on Police the Police, uh-huh. and uh, t- so somebody on there would post some meme or some video that you know um, th- that somebody deemed was like uh, too graphic or whatever. But you know, it was all like police abusing people. People need to see this stuff, <laughs> yeah. you know, and. Uh, you know, so somebody would post it, and then actually all the, uh, like, I guess all the editors and stuff would, would get, like, points against them. So, you know, I would actually get put in Facebook jail for stuff that, like, other people posted just because I was an admin on that page. Wow. Yeah. All right, so the thin blue line guys would stay, but as soon as they said something against, uh, I don't know, against public schools, then they get banned. So do you think the, the thin blue line people are against public schools some, or...? Some of them. It'd be nice to have as soon as numbers. they as soon as they call it like a liberal indoctrination center, then they get banned. Which they know they still most of them still send their kids to public schools, knowing that it's a liberal indoctrination center. But I can't explain that one. Yeah. Um, I don't <laughs> yep, that's my family. <laughs> the, 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 they're, oh, they're hardcore Republicans, and they send their kids to public school, and the and the father is always complaining and say, "Oh, you know, they're indoctrinating you at school." It's like. But you keep sending them. I mean, in in their defense, because I got to play devil's advocate, they um, the public school system has completely destroyed any potential free market solution for free or low cost education. So your options are free and shitty public school or super expensive private school, yep. because you can't compete with free. Yep. The same reason why I mean, they say Amazon killed borders and and local bookstores, mom and pop shops, but it was really public libraries. Is it really the public education system that turns people liberal, or is it just the age when they get out of high school? It's being idealistic. Well, I'd hate Both. to uh, discriminate on, based on age, so I would as, I would assume it's like uh, what these children are being indoctrinated with. I mean, it, but it's not just the education system. I mean, it's the the mainstream media. It's comedy. I mean, you know, Comedy Central. Like, is there any sort of conservative? or libertarian voice no like mm. mainstream media is there any sort of uh libertarian voice no so like you you're gonna get a certain kid out of like being bombarded on every single medium well, you know, yeah, whether but it's that's, online or whatnot like and i'm not disagreeing i'm genuinely asking i'm just i mean when you were younger were you were you like a, a, a liberal no i was raised in a uh, conservative household okay. and 
Yeah, I mean, and my, uh, I, I guess, uh, you know, I talked to my dad a lot about stuff like that. I was always interested in, you know, like right, wrong philosophy ideas. And, you know, like I always took like great interest in like how this country was started. It was kind of cool. It was, it was on revolution for freedom, right? And then, you know, then they made uh, the, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, you know. And, you know, the, the your First Amendment, you know, is your freedom of speech, your freedom of religion, your, your freedom of the, of the press. And then your, your Second Amendment is your right to bear arms and you know I was always taught that that was the most important right because as long as you had that right you could fight for all your other rights so you know that's that's where I, I grew out of and then I feel like you know through on my own philosophical journey I uh, discovered libertarianism and I, I thought that that was way more in line with those ideals and it took them to their natural conclusion than wherever you know conservatives were at, at the time when I was you know reading about like libertarianism in like uh, the mid 90s so you know I really got into that and then um, also you know I, I follow politics I, I can tell you in like 1984 I remember the election it was it was Reagan versus uh, Mondale right and, and I was like four years old and I knew who was running and then in, in 88 I remember it was like uh, George Bush and Michael Dukakis were running against each other so I, I followed a lot of politics and you know I, I saw like the uh, conservatives quote unquote um, they were never they were never as good as they talked and it just seemed like no matter who got elected whether it's Republican or Democrat you know, they all always did the same shit you know so I, I guess in like when I was like 16 I just realized it was all a show and I was like fuck these people I'm not going to vote for them <laughs> you know and uh, it wasn't until I, I learned about the Libertarian Party where I was just thinking, wow, these people think like me, that they're worth, you know, going out and spending the time and, and voting on them, you know, the effort. So, like, how about you guys? Like, where, where did you uh, come from, Dave? Well, you, were, I, so, you were asking. So, you know, I had a, you know, my mom's liberal. My dad was conservative. My dad's actually libertarian, you know. Um, the reason I was bringing that up was... It, it almost seems like, you know, these kids, they come out of high school or they're in high school and they're saying they're focused on the social issues. Like they want the right to have an abortion. They want to, you know, think gay people should be able to get married, you know, and the, the liberals support that, whereas not so much the conservatives. Um, and so immediately they're not even thinking about like, you know, um, you know, financial um, I'm I'm losing my words here, but economics is much more complicated uh, than social there, issues. There it is. And so young kids can't they can't comprehend it, and most adults, frankly, can't comprehend it. It's so it's easier for them to get jump on board with what they do agree with, which is gay people should be able to get married, and you know that kind of shit. So that's why I would say, you know, I could see why younger people would be liberal. I mean, isn't there that there's that old saying, I think it's something like, if you're not a liberal by the age of 20, you have no heart, but if you're not a conservative by the age of 30, you have no brains? Yeah, well, children are irrational, and they, they feel everything, and they think that their feelings should be feelings for everybody. And so that's really easy to play on. It's really easy to educate. I don't know. I, like I'm 39 though, and I don't. I don't like that saying because it's. It's kind of like I don't in any ways identify as a conservative. I'm not trying to conserve what we have. I'm trying to trying to be better than what we have. You know, more freedom than we've ever had. Well, I think if you if you put that saying into just like on an individual level, it actually makes a lot more sense than than applying like the political terms to it. So like if if you're not a young liberal where you don't feel free and like you know everybody should be able to do whatever they want and like enjoy life when you're young, like well then you have no heart cuz you like you're dead inside. But as you get older, you start to be more conservative with your finances and your life choices. You know, you start to hold back because you're holding on for that that long road. So, for personally, like, I, I feel the same way. Like, as a, as a young man, like, I lived a more liberal life. I did made a lot of poor decisions when I was younger because it was just like, oh, well, you know, I'm only 18. Well, I'm only 21. I'm only 25. Like, I still have plenty of time. And then as I get closer to 37, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I need to make some long-term goal decisions here. So, like, I don't, I don't have that problem with that, that saying. You know, it makes sense to me, but just not on a political sense. I think maybe that's where it's been twisted. I always interpreted it on the simplified political spectrum. People use the line with the, you know, the liberals over here and the conservatives over here. And li on that simplified line, libertarians tend to be farther on the conservative side. Um, but it's not a, it's not a good line. But 
Yeah, there's there's also like uh, the Nolan chart, which kind of makes it less yeah authoritarian and yeah libertarian. I exactly, like that, one. that one's better. Yeah, it's like it, I guess the more I have talks with conservatives and or Trump supporters, I mean, it's they're different, but they're the same. I mean, it's like <laughs> you know, because I mean, I guess nowadays, you know, many of the conservatives are hardcore Trump supporters. You know, yeah, I, I spent four years in Virginia Beach trying to work with the uh, the Tea Party, uh, which was you know the anti-establishment Republican uh, party in in Virginia Beach, mm-hmm. and you know, I I have a, a lot of good relationships with people that I, I very much love and respect. Um, just from being involved in the same thing for four years, you know, you, you become personal friends. And yet, when when I spend four years trying to talk to them about you know one issue like gay rights or or whatever that's outside of their mainstream, they're done. They're yeah, I can't I can't convince these people. And it's like okay, like I would I would assume since like we agree on like seventy five percent of things that you could just make that that little leap. But like yeah, conservatives for some reason they they're not ready. At least not the, the the Tea Party types that I, that I t- t- tried talking to. When you talk to Republicans and you really get down to it, they don't want to get rid of any government. <laughs> they just want to make yeah. it state level, but they want the same government. They just want it closer to home. They think that if, if the federal government's smaller, then everything will be okay. And well, they Yeah, a lot of them, they, they don't want uh, the liberal policies passed. They just want their stuff passed. Not even that. I mean, uh, mo- mems- oh, sorry. Most of them, when you get down to it, will say that they want like Medicare for all, just at the state level. Like they want government health care, just at the state. They still want public schools, and they think that if it's at the state level, they'll be able to control the narrative better in the public schools. And I don't know. It's it's crazy talking to them about it and trying to figure out what exactly is small government about their philosophy. Yeah. But the local government's just as corrupt as the federal government. But easier to manage. Okay, so uh, Dave Dahl, let's move on to. So you're saying uh, you're saying there's going to be a Bay Bridge number two Speaking in of local, uh, local Maryland. Politics, yeah, local, local politics. State politics. Yeah. Um, so apparently uh, there were like ten crossings uh, that they were going to choose from in Maryland. Um, so if those of you that don't know, uh, there's there's one. Well, there there actually are two Bay Bridges, uh, but they're right next to each other and and they handle traffic going either way. Uh, but they're going to add a new crossing in a completely different place than uh, where it's at now in Arnold um, and Arnold County. Um, so there were spots all the way from uh, up in Hartford County by Bel Air all the way down. Uh, to St. Mary's County, and they've decided to pick only three, which are all located in, in Anne Arundel County. Uh, one of the spots that they're still considering is just adding another bridge in the existing Route 50, but like you can add more lanes on the bridge, but like if the highway still only has three lanes going each way, like doesn't matter how many lanes are on that crossing, like you're still bottlenecked on either end. So I'm not sure where they're going with that, but then they have two more, and so our county executive, being the liberal uh more progressive that he is uh, is talking about like whoa whoa, whoa this is going to destroy wetlands and like it's already but he is also talking about like our traffic which is a big problem in Arnold County um, so now there's like kind of this back and forth between our county exec and the uh, and uh, Hogan about the bridge crossing and like who's making these decisions and limiting it to Anne Arundel County seems like they're just trying to kill it like they just don't want it to happen, so. Yeah, I've I've heard that. I mean, they, like Hogan was saying, like, oh, it's gonna take like decades to build anyway. So like, maybe they're looking to put it off. I don't know, but it's just beca- it's becoming a stink. Well, I, I heard some someone say something like they didn't want to build a bridge that was gonna take ten years to build for problems that's going to fix problems that they don't even know they have yeah. yet you know yeah uh county executive Pittman, uh he did actually say that in like his his press release or whatever like um i mean i voted for the guy over we had a really corrupt republican so uh i'm actually i was originally a Pittman fan i'm just frustrated recently with a lot of stuff he's been doing um but he was saying like he was saying he was saying exactly that i mean um you have uh, wetlands, or I'm I'm sorry, I lost track. Uh, but he was talking about wet uh, wetlands and and deforestation, and then you were talking about and then just he was basically saying, don't build yesterday's bridge to, for tomorrow. Yeah, the, you know, yeah, something like about, that. Wait until it's a crisis. You yeah, know, like, like the the thing now is common sense gun control. Mm-hmm. The, he's got another line for like uh, mass transit, and it's like, like dude, like the the light rail is an antique we got uber yeah. now like can you can you not be pushing this agenda 21 stuff 
but so yeah you have these two angles and like both of them are wrong but so uh, he doesn't want to solve tomorrow's problem today but he does want to solve yesterday's problem today with two decade old technology <laughs> uh well i mean like the light rail is like a hundred year old technology you know we're going back to the the trolley cars you know san francisco's like big on that like it's that's more the advanced technology. than the trolley cars. no we, ha- we have like maglev now uh, which is what was being proposed when, uh, and so I was in Virginia Beach in Norfolk. Uh, they have the light rail, and they were looking to expand it into Virginia Beach. And like one of the the county council members was saying, like, well, why don't we do maglev instead of the the trolley car? Because it's basically you you have through the power of magnets, you're lifting the whole train off the ground, and it's a lot more cost effective. Um, it's a lot, it's longer lasting. It's it's 21st century technology instead of 20th century technology. And like you know, oh, uh, this is ridiculous because then you'd have to get on one train and get on another one like like how long are we going to be playing this 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 game you know with the democrats like pawning off these these ridiculous ideas and saying oh well you know this is the solution for tomorrow like no man like (laughs) we we have technology now that can be a lot better instead of just sticking with this like hundred year old stuff it also seems well i live right by the bay bridge and it just seems to me like so I always have to deal with the traffic. Like, if there's a backup or if there's an accident on the bridge, it could be, like, an hour for me to get home when it normally takes me five minutes. Um, and one of the biggest problems is you have three lanes going on Route 50 to, what is it, eight to 11 lanes that it opens up to to go through and pay cash and easy pass and all that kind of stuff. And then it goes down to two lanes going over the bridge. So it becomes this whole clusterfuck if you just had three lanes of easy pass like don't even stop just keep driving you know um it would it would solve so many issues with that bridge and so much congestion issues so what are you saying you think everyone should be forced to get an easy pass yes <laughs> maybe do like one or two cash things you so know is I mean? the hold up only at the the uh the tolls Yep. It's not like on the bridge or just the fact that you're Mm-mm. going from three lanes to two lanes? Mm-mm. Were they I exploring mean, a f- they'll also open up another lane on the uh, westbound side. Right. Right, because the westbound is three, eastbound is two. So when they get heavy traffic, they just open up, close one of the lanes on the westbound and open it up to eastbound traffic. But it is a huge problem because they only have like two easy pass lanes. And that becomes a huge clusterfuck. I mean, it's a it's like eight lanes trying to merge into two or three, you know, to get over. It's bullshit. If they just had a straight through, you know, where it would just register your easy pass, and if like you were a douchebag and didn't have one, and you just needed to pull over and right. pay cash, <clears throat> dude, I don't have an easy pass. What if what if they separate tracking the device? Lane? I have one, but it's get a off my device. bridge, Matt. Don't try and go to an, uh, Ocean City, right? So your bridge? Yeah. You gotta Damn go right down it Delaware. Is. It's like my backyard, man. What's up? <laughs> What happened to the ferry idea? Weren't they trying to do hey, some sort whoa, of private ferry? Oh, gotcha. Some private ferry across the bay idea? What, whatever happened to that? I don't know. They were exploring this idea that we were going to have like ferries transporting people across the bay, and yep. it was like a private That's solution. That's transporting people on Stop projecting. Boats. Stop projecting. <laughs> But no, it seems like uh, something that could happen like tomorrow. Yeah. If they, if they just let, you know, the government just got out of the way and let private companies come in. And uh, is that a, is that a traffic thing? Like, is that like a boat traffic thing? Is that why they wouldn't let it happen? Because there's a lot of like uh, cargo uh, ships and containers going up to Baltimore. No money in that. I'm willing to bet you're probably right. That's why you, the private sector hasn't come in. Is like there's no money in, like because. There no, there's no place that they can put a ramp where you can get there faster than you can getting to the tolls. Because yeah. the traffic on 50 is still backed up. Yeah. And you still have to come down the peninsula. Your only choice is either 50 or those two feeder roads on each side, which but they actually should block off so you can't get on and off the highway through there. Building a new road to a ferry location would be much simpler and cheaper than building a new bridge. But that doesn't even really alleviate like a percentage. I, I, I mean, you'd have to see the the peninsula. Like you're just driving down. You can't go to either side. Like there's nowhere to, to branch off. And like 50 is backed up all the way before Annapolis. I mean, you know, you're talking rush hour traffic. You're you're well before well be before like 50 and 97 meet. So you have like 10 miles of backup. You know, and then you have you've got Annapolis before it comes over the the bridge from one peninsula on another before it goes out to the Bay Bridge. Like there's just there's so much, and and uh, coming down the peninsula that that 50s on the Broadback Broadneck Peninsula, there's only Ritchie Highway, which is just a road with plenty of lights up and down it. Like there's just no way 
to go anywhere, especially if you're if you're local, if you live right on the other side of the. Road. Mm-hmm. I mean, the right. only sensible if they if that doesn't make sense, then the only sensible thing that I could see is if they put a bridge further south, because then everybody from Baltimore and D.C. could just go further south, and it wouldn't yeah. necessarily tack on any time to their travel to Ocean City. However, if it was farther north than the current Bay Bridge, it would. Because if people have to go up and then around, but if they go south, they're already traveling yeah, south going to from Ocean like, City. Like going down like Route Four, yeah. like towards Dealish, or going down to towards St. Mary's. Yeah, you know that makes a lot more sense because like the people who are living e- or working uh, east of uh, of um, uh, DC can then just go to Southern Maryland yeah. or South Southern Southern Eastern Shoreish. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I know one of the plans is going to take it through. Um, St. Michael's, like almost Tillman, which is laughable because that's Talbot County. It's like one of the wealthiest <coughs> counties in the country, I think. That's where I grew up. And I grew up there before it was one of the wealthiest counties in the uh, country. There's no fucking way that they would. It's like a little sleepy town. So it's just laughable. Like, that's an absurd idea that they would even, you know, say that. Okay, so uh, David Dahl, you wanted to talk about. Justin Amash. Oh, um, well, I don't know. I just saw, I think it was posted on the Mises uh, group or Mises page. It was uh, an article about Amash and um, and Sawwalk apparently talking to him about saying you probably have an open door uh, coming in uh, and being the Libertarian nominee. I think maybe, or the article was speculating, and this is all speculation, I think. I just, uh, he said, she said that I saw. Um, but it was that. Um, you know, Justin Mosh would be worried that he's running. He'd be either running for re-election for his seat, which is going to be a tough job, or running as the Libertarian nominee. And I think that he would feel comfortable uh, losing his race for Congress if he were the nominee, but having the double whammy of not only being able to run for re-election and his district, but then also not getting the Libertarian nominee would be kind of like a double whammy. So, like, I can't understand why you would sit back. You know, and, and so you have good conversations with uh, members of the Libertarian Party to say, like, hey, you know, how do, how do your people feel about me crossing over? Uh, you know, I think it's a good move. So uh, what do you think? Do you think it's going to happen? I don't know. No idea. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I think I it'll probably happen. I think he will, would get the nomination, but I think it would be a huge disappointment. He'll get, like... So you're just not a fan of Amash at all, huh? He's fine. He's fine as a Republican. He's a great Republican. I'm glad he's a Republican. Right, but we have higher standards for Libertarians, right? He's not a very strong Libertarian. He's just, like, weak on... He's weak on everything that I've ever heard him say. He's wishy-washy. I haven't seen anybody who does, like, research on his vote saying that he's any less Libertarian than Ron Paul. It's, yeah, I mean, mean, from from my understanding... Well, I mean, he he doesn't speak out a lot. I mean, he he was saying impeach Trump, right? You know, he, uh, he, yeah. he went totally. Yeah, against not like that's a difficult stance to take. Well, it kind of is when, when he, yeah, exactly. He he went against his party and then he declared independence on July fourth. So yeah. let's give credit where credit is due. He did do that, but he it, that was obviously like a plan that he had. He wanted to say impeach Trump, and he went to declare his independence, and now he's attracting people who were never Trumpers and separating himself from the Republican Party. But he didn't do that because I mean that wasn't a hard decision for him. He was already unpopular as a Republican. Well, as as a member of the Republican Party for years, I can tell you, like, the, the never-Trumpers are still always Republicans. And yeah. when you leave the herd, you r- lift the herd, which is, I mean, I lost a lot of friendships because I was like, I'm done with the Republican Party. I'm going to the Libertarian Party. Y'all have a nice day. Peace. I'm like, oh, how dare you? You know, like, hey, well, I got this Libertarian candidate. He's work- He's he's running in the same district that that, that statist guy that you, that you ran a grassroots Republican against. Well, why don't you help my Libertarian buddy? Oh, no, 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 no. No, I'm not willing to do that. I had plenty of Republicans that went ahead and wanted to have nothing to do with Libertarian nominees. But he already to planned whatsoever. to separate from Republicans when he made that announcement. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not him. That would be an awful, awfully big coincidence. Justin Ross, I'll see you in Texas. <laughs> I'll be voting for you. I'll say you're going to be there. You're going to be in Texas. I mean, you know, fingers crossed. Oh, okay, cool. Out. I'm going to run a smear campaign against you as a delegate. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, that's he wets the bed (laughs) i do (laughs) yeah so uh, i think that that's probably about it for tonight i'd like to remind everybody that we have a patreon now and we record an after our programs after hours program right after this one if you want to gain access to that you can contribute a minimum of one dollar per month and you'll you could be in our patreon help us out help us keep the lights on in anarchy basement we also have t-shirts over at uh, libertariancountry.com if you type in the code prl with the code prl podcast you'll receive a 10 percent discount until next time live free or die peace That is shed. Stretching the flags on the tax bombs and red. Was it by a few at the expense of the many? So did the gods and the machine. You can't justify killing by economic gain. For God, country, and democracy. You can put freedom in death point in a fine land. You support the troops that bring them home. I believe the jokes will do the best for you. And I believe that we. Have the power, have the power I hate the state And I know I'm a slave We can make a break Break the power, break the power Society owes individuals nothing more Than not interference with natural rights With a virtuous person Comprehends the non-aggression principle. The violence of the state becomes obsolete.